0: Hello everyone and welcome to the Straight Talk for the Soul series your vibrational multidimensional vitamin for the body mind and spirit I'm Carrie Murphy your host creator and founder of this global broadcast and brilliant community of light I want to extend a bright and a beautiful good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to all of you tuning in from around the world um, to join the creator of Ancestral Story Clearing, uh, Dr. Monique Kant. is here. We're going to talk about Ancestrous Medicine, Ritual, and Healing to Courageously Create the Life You Came Here to Live. And you're going to experience a guided journey later Uh, to connect with an ancestress in your lineage who is ready to support you with your healing. what I want to ask you that I want you to really consider regarding today's show is what if you could really release all these unhealthy family patterns and generational wounds? What if you could partner with your ancestors to transform inherited burdens into ancestral blessings? Well, that's what we're going to focus on today. We're going to take some live callers later. Uh, press star 2 on your phone to be considered for that, and that'll raise your hand. And now I just want to welcome you, all of you beautiful, lightly. This is your safe haven, a sacred space and a sanctuary for oneness, renewal, and restoration. This is a unity community designed to empower you and assist you on your journey of spiritual awakening and evolution. Um, this is really a divinely designed and inspired space um, which provides an invitation it offers an invitation for you to open into a more liberated life experience that is realized by expanding your awareness opening your consciousness uh, to new empowering insightful ideas and concepts and potentials this is an invitation to create and allow for harmony amidst challenge as we ride these inevitable waves of growth and expansion on this human journey Um, While on planet Earth at this time. And when we live our lives unconsciously, we really suffer unnecessarily from this perpetual state of survival. And so the invitation here is to experience harmony by living consciously. Uh, There's an infinite wellspring of wealth and wisdom and wonderment that is shared on this platform, uh, including today with Dr. Monique, um, and it's an opportunity to align with the clearest, purest messages that will support uh, the fullest embodiment of your soul. So I encourage you to enter into this sacred sanctuary today with an open heart, ready and fully available for a grand and glorious exploration and an adventure to ignite your soul and connect you with your ancestors. So prepare for remembrance and reflection and renewal and restoration and reunion um, to take place today. Uh, and of course, I need to ask my favorite question. I want to ask my favorite question. What is the best that could happen today? With Monique, myself, all of you, I encourage you to set a personal intention for whatever it is that you wish to experience. Uh, perhaps maybe as a dissolving uh, or releasing a resistant energy of some kind, maybe it's a regeneration or a creation of something new, or maybe it's both. Set that personal intention now Uh, My intention with our gathering, as always, is to be a clear and pure instrument of the divine and also for soulfully soothing energy to flow through my voice and this sacred energetic space with grace and ease, welcoming and inviting in the highest divine support and participation throughout our time together. And now just trust and declare it is done, it is done, and rest assured that you being here, it means you're ready for transformation, change, a shift, so know that that is coming. And just sit back, relax, breathe, open, and receive. also want to say if you have not subscribed yet, please go to straighttalkforthesoul.com to get all of our announcements and special offers. You can find our replays there as well as on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Amazon, Audible, and Stitcher. And we would love to see you in our private Facebook group. Just enter in straighttalkforthesoul to find us or on Instagram and enter Carrie Murphy to find us there. And now about my beautiful co-creative partner for today, Dr. Monique. Uh, She helps healers bring their ancestors' ancient healing medicine to the present day to help more people earn more money, leave a rich legacy, and experience wild success. Uh, members of her Ancestral Legacy Warrior Program use her unique Ancestral Story Healing System uh, to release ancestral wounds while embodying their inherited gifts, wisdom, and skills, so they can fulfill their purpose. Her devotion to the ancestors comes from her training with her ancestors, both in the physical form and spirit form. Uh, her doctorate in metaphysical counseling, uh, mentoring from spiritual teachers worldwide, and two. De- Decades of implementing the teachings of ancestor reverence in her life and she reminds us it really is um there really is ancient wisdom and soul medicine in your blood and in your bones. And your ancestral inheritance includes more than wounds and trauma. You have a unique magical medicine in your roots to help you achieve your goals and fulfill your soul's purpose. Uh, you may actually come from a lineage of healers or business owners or wise leaders that are eager and ready to help you share your healing magic with the world. So we're going to talk about that. And you're going to learn the eight, eight ancient karmic stories in your Lineage that might be impacting your business or your success in life. So that's always fun to get into and really identify what may be holding you back. So we have a lot to explore here today. So let's go ahead and get started. Please join me in extending waves and waves of love, light, and joy to Monique as I welcome her back. Hi, beautiful. Hi. Thank
1: you for having me here. I always love coming and being with you and your guests. So thank you.
0: Yes, and you have been doing this for so long. I remember when I, I started this show almost seven years ago. I mean, you, you were one of the initial speakers way back then and you had been doing this for many years. It's beautiful to see that it's still evolving, Monique. <laughs> um, yes, it has. Describe the evolution, um, just since you were here last. I mean, just talking about ancestress medicine is, is the, is a unique uh, change or shift? What is that yes, about? Yes, it
1: is. It <laughs> is. Well, you know, every um, few years, the ancestors will share with me sort of what they want me to start focusing on and to share with people. And one of the things that happened a couple of years ago is there was this whole movement of our ancestresses, grandmothers, aunties, mothers, you know, the women in our lineage who were rising and saying, you know, we've come back to help. We want to support. We want to help our um, descendants utilize the gifts that are in the lineage so that you can do things that they weren't able to do, you know, things that they weren't able to actually carry out in their lives. They now want to help us. And they reminded me that we're more than a container of wounds, that their ancestors are filled with this wisdom. They're filled mm-hmm. with these gifts. They're filled with this medicine that when we learn it and embrace it, then we can bring it into our lives to create something, you know, magical and beautiful in the world. And they talked a lot about legacy and how most of us want to leave some type of legacy, whether it's just within our family or maybe our community, or maybe throughout the world, there's something that we want to leave to future generations, whether it's future generations in our own family or future generations, you know, throughout the world. And so they they really talked about how to really begin to do that. So Ancestors Rising, you know, was they, that was their theme, you know, Ancestors Rising, and then... A few months ago, I would say maybe six months ago, they really started sharing with me more and more about this medicine piece that they had been speaking to me about and how ancestress Medicine um, was so powerful in that, you know, the women in our lineage, you know, they were healers. They were, um, you know, they they had these unique experiences that sometimes they weren't able to fully realize and weren't allowed to share. And how that created some wounds. So we really started out with the ancestor story clearing, which is what mm-hmm. I've talked about when I've come before.
2: Right. We
1: moved.: right. Yeah, we talked about that and the wounds and the trauma, and all of those things are still important to clear. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And now we're moving towards asking for the support and connecting with our ancestors specifically our ancestresses, even more so that now we can embody the things that they are here to share with us, you know, that magical medicine that they have for us.
0: I love that. <laughs> Hashtag magical medicine. Um, <laughs> yeah. So this is really about first kind of identifying, you know, the – the stories or the wounds that may be disrupting our lives in some way whether it's relationships finances well-being health any of those things and then bringing in this magical medicine to help um to help us you know i think anyone listening to a call like this you know they're here to live consciously and evolve and grow and and so this is really bringing in that support um so let's start with um helping people identify the primary karmic stories you know i know there are eight of them and you know let's talk about what they are how they can impact us because so i think just that awareness in itself opens doors for healing of course so let's start there yes
1: okay there are eight karmic stories that i specifically work with because i feel like these are the main karmic stories that impact people's lives, but there are tons of stories, obviously. You know, our lives are made up of a number of stories. So there are many more stories, but these eight stories, when we heal these eight, it impacts all the other stories as well. And that's why I focus on this eight. And so the eight are abandonment, abuse, anger, betrayal, fear, grief, Scarcity and shame. Those are the top ones that people are dealing with.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to try to repeat some of them so people can kind of feel into what they may be um, impacted by. I, I know poverty and scarcity, I guess, go hand in hand. In hand. Abandonment, betrayal, abuse, fear, um, grief, anger, shame. Did you say that? Shame? Yes. Or no?
1: Mhm. Okay. Yes, same
0: same. And addiction is addiction in there too from what I remember. Was that? Well, part addiction of
1: one of them? addiction was one that was definitely in there, but what we discovered is as we healed these others, the addiction piece started to go away. And so we
2: okay.
1: started focusing more on these eight, but like I said before, there's so many others and there's many others that I've worked on over the years. Um so sometimes people will come to me and say, well, you know, addiction is really big in my family. So I'll do a real focus on that addiction and clearing addiction in the family. But the main ones that we focus on are these eight.
0: Gotcha. And so um, what have you – well, I know we've talked about this before, but what would you say the, the primary ones are of these eight?
1: Yeah, that's really interesting that you ask that because I did a survey. And a while back, and I really thought because I had kept hearing people talk about you know scarcity slash poverty for so long that I thought that would be number one, and it mm-hmm. wasn't abandonment.
0: I was abandonment just going to say was, that.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah, abandonment was the top one, mm-hmm. and then the the one that came in real close after that was
0: fear, fear mm-hmm. and betrayal. So these are wounds that are passed down, you know, from our lineage, you know, for many, many generations. So if someone is wondering, you know, I read a little bit about your journey with this in the bio, but, you know, what opens you up to all of this that, that supported you in making this your entire, you know, life's work um, to help people with this? You know, this is for people who may be new to you.
1: Yes, yes. Well, I've always been interested in the elders in my family being, you know, as a kid, I was that one that sat at their knee, listened to their stories, felt really connected. And when they would talk about their parents and grandparents who were now ancestors and they would share these stories, I felt this deep connection to those stories and to those ancestors that they were talking about. And as these elders started passing on, I still felt this real deep connection with them as well. And so that sort of, you know, kind of sparked my curiosity about, you know, working with ancestors. And then I was on a um, kind of a a history, family history um, exploration with my um, mom, my grandmother, and my aunts. And we went to the plantation that my great-great-great-grandmother was on. And we went there because we wanted to do a little bit of research, and we were going to the grave sites. And we climbed up this really steep hill where um, many of the um, people who were enslaved were were buried. And as I'm walking around, um, just kind of taking it all in, you know, all of us are in silence, and I'm saying prayers, and suddenly I fell into a hole. And normally, you know, you'd scramble out and I'm like, you would wonder, is there snakes in this hole? What's in this hole? But I didn't. I felt this sense of connection to the earth and to the ancestors in that moment. And even then I didn't realize that this work would come out of that experience. But what I knew is that I had changed and that I felt different. When I came out of that hole and when I left that plantation and we went back to our hotel and, you know, I I meditated on the experience, and I knew then that there were more messages that were coming and that eventually there would be something that I would be doing with this work. I just didn't know what. And then mm-hmm. through a series of dreams and meditations, more and more of the Ancestors uh, started coming and sharing with me, and the ancestors of the people that used to share their stories with me. The elders would share their stories about you know these ancestors and they started coming, and then the elders that had died off started coming and sharing with me and The more I started getting their messages, the more empowered I felt mm-hmm. and The more they shared with me why I was here, what I was doing um, how i could do it and who i should help the more mm-hmm. empowered i felt and the more my business started to shift right i started noticing that i was more excited i was having more fun with my work i was reaching people in in ways that i never it, could have imagined i was getting opportunities to share about the ancestors with you know in different ways ways like i said i couldn't even imagine and opportunities that I couldn't imagine, and people were showing up in my life that I, you know, had heard about or knew about and were interested in but mm-hmm. never had connected with. And doors just started to open. And I know it was because of the wisdom that they were sharing with me and how to carry it out. And that's how all of this really started by just different, and there, you know, there were some other. Um, events that happen along the way through that whole awakening process that brought me to where I am today with the ancestors.
0: Mm -hmm. Do you consider yourself a channel or a healer? Yeah, it's interesting.
1: Yeah, I do. Um, Mm -hmm. and And the interesting thing is it's not because of what I've learned. It's not because, you know, I've learned Reiki and pranic healing and, you know, that I consider myself a healer, it's not just because, you know, at one point I was doing a lot of channeling work with spirit guides, and I still do, but more so with ancestors. Um, And it wasn't just because of that. What really helped me to understand that I'm a healer is connecting with my ancestresses and learning about the medicine in my lineage, learning that I come from healers.
0: Right, right, yeah, I and mean, your own medicine, bringing in your own uh, um medicine, yes, was um like your mom and your grandmother um did they have these gifts as well,
1: my grandmother on my other side was a healer, um At okay. a hiding. You know, a lot of people yeah. would come to Grandma for healing yeah. through the back alley. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they would not come to the front door. Um, she was very active in her church in the past. Healing. You know, um, and so she was a healer. And then my grandmother on my mother's side, extremely intuitive woman, very, very intuitive. Um, would, I mean, could just pick up on people and experiences and you know, could share things before they were, you know, actually, you know, happening. And so her, and then, of course, there's some midwives in my family as well who were, you know, healers and hands-on work. And then my mother is probably the most intuitive person um, that I've ever really I, – I mean, it's just – it's amazing. I mean, she's an extremely intuitive person to the point where she can pick up on experiences people – Um, and tell you things that are going to happen before they ever happen. (laughs) And it's very interesting growing up with that. Not as, you know, she didn't do it as a profession, um, but she worked in a profession where that was important to have that skill. Mm -hmm. She was an HR director, and so she was able to read people to the point where she really was able to bring on the right people for all of the situations um, in the different um, departments and stuff that she hired for, she was able to bring in the right people and the right mix of people and really create a beautiful dynamic, and that was from her being very, very intuitive. So all of the women in my lineage, as I look back and I start asking questions, and you know one of the things I tell people to do is while your elders are alive, interview them, get the stories. In your family, and as I did some of the interviewing, as my mom and my aunt were doing the research for our family history book, I was able to, you know, hear these stories and learn about the different healers in our family and how they use their healing gifts. And it really hit me: wait a minute, this is something that goes much deeper than me and my desire Mm -hmm. to do this work. It goes much deeper. It is a part of my roots. You know, it's in my blood and bones.
0: Yes. And so when you are working with an individual, and we'll take some live callers later, you know, for many little connections with you, as much as we have time for, but in that, in this kind of situation, what would you help them discover or um, what could they anticipate in, in a mini little reading or session with you today?
1: Yeah. So what, what we'll do is I'll ask people to focus on maybe just one of the karmic stories for a moment and select which one they have a question about. And then the ancestors will usually come through and they'll either share with me some information that will be helpful in beginning to clear that karmic story. So this isn't a full clearing, obviously. It'll just be some information to get started. Or they will um, share with you What ancestor can help you with beginning to clear that karmic story? Or sometimes they'll even share a little ritual or something that you can do. So it'll be quick. It's just a beginning just to give you a sense of what's there and, and what support is there for you to heal that karmic story
0: hmm. It's an opening. And uh, for those of you who want to be considered for that in a little while, press star two on your phone and that'll raise your hand and let me know uh, you want to be considered for that. But before we do that, I want to go and talk a little more deeply about some of these things. Um, you know, if someone is wondering, you know, this focus on the ancestresses, um, you know, do the ancestors matter as well? Or, you know, why the focus? just I know you mentioned a little bit about this already, but if someone's wondering about the ancestors, do they matter?
1: Absolutely. They do matter. All of our ancestors are important to us, and it is important for us to acknowledge and honor and connect with all of them. They all have rich history, and they all have medicine and wisdom, and they've all experienced wounds. And they're a part of these eight karmic stories, right? The women aren't the only ones that experienced abandonment, obviously, and or any of these other karmic stories. It's very important that we connect with all of them. What I'm feeling through the ancestresses right now is that they're the ones that are really rising to help us. But what I have seen when I'm working with my clients is the ancestresses will come through And when there is an ancestor, a male ancestor, who needs to be a part of the healing or has wisdom to share, that ancestor will come through with that Mm -hmm. ancestress. And therefore, we're working with all of them, but we're connecting with the ancestresses and connecting with it from from that perspective first.
0: Right, right, right. Um, And yeah you know, what if someone doesn't know their family history? How can they benefit from this kind of work?
1: Yeah, well, the great thing is is that we are we clearly know that we have four lineage lines. We have um our grandparents on both sides of the family right so mm-hmm. our our grandparents make up our four lineages, and we know that they exist, whether we know their names or not. We know they're there. And that means that it's not important that we know our family history. It's important that we want to connect with the energy of those beings that live before us that are a part of our bloodline. Knowing our family history helps a little bit because then we can immediately identify these karmic stories in our lineage and we know that they're there. But we also can identify these karmic stories by just looking at ourselves and what we've experienced and what we're feeling and what, um, and and even if we haven't experienced, let's say, betrayal, it doesn't mean that betrayal isn't part of our lineage. If we're feeling some real um, emotion around people who betray people or we're really attached to this idea that we, we always have to be right and we have to... Um, mm-hmm. do the right thing all the time, then sometimes, or or even if we're betraying ourselves, right, by saying that we're going to do something and then we don't do it, those are ways that we can know that betrayal was probably a part of our family lineage. So knowing your history yes. is great, but if you don't, that's okay, and people, you know, oftentimes don't. One of the things that, like I mentioned, that I encourage people to do is if you do know family members, this is a great time to start to interview them, to hear their stories, to get their information, to ask them questions and learn about their lives, learn about their parents and aunts and uncles, to give you an understanding of your family history and the things that went on in your family. Some of my clients have discovered by doing this work, and, and I give them you know different tools for asking these questions, they've discovered um, healers in their family that they didn't know about. Mm-hmm. They've discovered that the person they were talking to had some spiritual things that happened with them, but they would never had anybody that they could really talk to them about. And so yeah. there was a lot of learning that took place. Now, I also know that, you know, people are oftentimes adopted or they've lived in foster families and that kind of thing, and we do take on the energy of the people who cared for us. So mm-hmm. if you are from, um, you know, if you're adopted or you were raised by people who were not your biological parents, then you also receive the gifts and some of the wounding from them as well. And knowing their history is very helpful to you as well. Yeah,
0: yeah. yes. And I guess for people to identify which of these karmic stories is really applicable to them in this lifetime is just asking themselves, which of these stories am I reliving in my life? You know, whether it's abandonment, betrayal, anger, um, poverty, scarcity, grief, fear, abuse, um, you know, ask yourself which ones of these or which one primarily just seems to keep looping (laughs) and looping in your life. And, um, and then when we take some callers, you can help them with that. But if someone is wondering, okay, I'm not sure that I want to reconnect with some of my ancestors. Maybe they weren't so great, you know, maybe they were <laughs> bad people. So if they're a little concerned about that, what would you say to them?
1: Yes. Yeah, so the first time we start doing the work connecting with the ancestors, we're connecting with those ancestors that were loving and kind and supportive. Um, the ancestors that um, are healed. And I usually suggest that people not try to connect with the ancestors that they know they had a bad experience with or they know were ancestors that were um, from stories that they heard throughout the family were negative or people who did things that weren't kind. Mm-hmm. we're not connecting with those. We're really connecting with the ancestors who are either healed or you know yeah. were really kind and loving ancestors. We usually don't right. start off connecting <laughs> with your your mother and your father and, you know, aunts and uncles. We usually will start connecting three or four generations back because there isn't any opinion at that point because you didn't really know them Know them, you knew, you may have learned about them and heard about them, but you didn't really know them, know them. And those ancestors have also had an opportunity to do some healing as well. And so we connect with them and that's where we start. We don't start with the ones that had bad experience, that we may have had bad experiences with. However, even if we did, we are in control of how that relationship will work. So if those ancestors were negative, and we begin to connect with them and we feel that it's not a real good connection, we can actually stop the connection. You don't have to continue to connect with people. Um, You don't have to connect with people that you're around. You don't have to connect with people that you don't want to connect with. you don't have to connect with spirits that you don't want to connect with either. Mm -hmm. So if you feel uncomfortable, you can stop. You know, you can stop that connection.
0: Well, yeah, and it's all about intention. And, you know, Absolutely. there are so many ancestors who are excited, eager, delighted yeah. <laughs> to bring through this, as you say, magical medicine to support people and really bringing you know, support for their relationships, their finances, to bring their gifts into the world. And especially in a community like this, there are a lot of their healers, their intuitives. And so to gain that support from the ones who are ready and eager to share, that's what we're intending for. And um, so is there anything else you want to cover that feels important, uh, Monique, before we take callers?
1: Yeah, so one other thing when we talk about connecting with ancestors, we have our bloodline, obviously, that we connect with, but there's also ancestors in history that we may feel a connection to, Mm -hmm. ancestors that were leaders. You know, if you're a person who is interested in writing a book, it may be a great idea to, you know, connect with the writers that you, you know, that have passed on that are now ancestors. Connect with those writers to bring them into your presence and to maybe place their books on an altar, which, by the way, I encourage everyone to have um, an altar in honor of their ancestors. But you can place the book on your ancestor altar and just invite that ancestor to support you with the writing of Mm -hmm. your book, right? Um, So ancestors in history that you felt that you really um, respected and you love their work and you just feel a connection with invite them to support you as well that's really important. Yeah. yeah
0: it's it's so amazing how our ancestors or guides or angels or whomever um, of the light they're there and they help us activate you know yeah. these gifts you know, or bring these puzzle pieces together. Um, and it's really fascinating how that happens. So, but I love that idea. And you've talked about it before, creating the altar. And, you know, a few people have written in who feel like they're healers, but they haven't had the confidence to really step into that role as a facilitator of healing, I should say. But, um, And so for someone like that, if they had an altar, what would you suggest that they do or what would they place there to invite in their ancestors who can help them bring forth those healing capacities in a, in a confident, clear way?
1: Yes, 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 yes. Well, what I would say is, number one, to create an altar, it's very simple. You can have a couple of pictures of your ancestors. You can Place their names. If you don't have pictures, you can um, just have a candle and a glass of water. And like we said before, intention. The intention is that this is the place of connection. So you find a place in your home where this is your place that you intend to connect with the ancestors. Your altar can be huge, or it can be just like I said, a glass of water and a candle. Now, mm-hmm. if you're a healer, I encourage you to take it even further than that, though. Have something that represents all the elements and have something on your altar that represents your ancestors, which can be their photos. It can be um, maybe some art. Like on my um, altars, I have several altars throughout my house. And on my altars, I have the photos of my ancestors. I have names of the ancestors. I have things that represent earth, wind, and fire, um and water on my altar. I have crystals on my altar. Um, I have ancestors that enjoy different um beverages. <laughs> so I have brandy on my altar. I have a little thing of wine on my altar. I have an unc a grand uncle who collected the little miniature bottles of alcohol and so he had a whole collection, and I have one that I got from his collection that I keep on my altar to honor him. Um, I have my grandmother was a beautiful artist, and she created a number of things for me. So I have some of the items on my altar that um, were from her. I have one of my, um, my great-great-grandfather was a caterer, so I have a cup from his catering collection that I keep on my altar. So you use your altar as a place where you are honoring your ancestors and you bring anything into it that you feel would honor them. And then to make offerings is what it, you know is one of the ways to connect with them. So I always have something on my altar where I can make an offering to my ancestors. And those offerings can come in the form of food or they can come in the form of some kinds of gifts um, sometimes I'll put flowers on my altar as an offer. I have ancestors mm-hmm. that love chocolate, so sometimes I'll put chocolate on my al- altar. Fruit. Um, if I'm preparing a special meal, like Thanksgiving meal, or or um, preparing, you know, Christmas dinner or something like that, I always put a portion of the dinner on the altar as a way to just say I'm welcoming mm-hmm. you and thank you for coming into my life in supporting me. If you're a healer and you're really wanting to bring your gifts out or an intuitive, then what I would encourage you to do is write a letter to your ancestors, asking the ancestors that hold the gifts, the medicine, Mm -hmm. right, that magical medicine in your lineage, ask them to come forward and support you with your work. That's the first step, just writing a letter to them. And placing that letter on the altar. And one of the rituals I encourage people to do when they first start is to do that every day for 30 days. Write a letter. Mm -hmm. Now that letter doesn't have to be, you know, eight and a half by eleven, right?
2: Mm -hmm. It could be,
1: (laughs) it could be a quick thought. And you, you can write it to them. And say, you know, thank you for whatever experience you may have had that day that made you feel closer to the work that you want to do. Just Mm -hmm. write a thank you to them, just expressing gratitude for helping you become clearer and clearer about what you want to do or um, for maybe introducing you to or opening the door to meet the people that can support you most with your work, writing Mm -hmm. that letter. And like I said, it can be You know a long letter or it can be something just short and quick but do that every day for 30 days and you may want to get a little box that you put them all in and you put them on your altar and that is opens up the connection to those ancestors in your family lineage that have some healing magic that they can share with you and begin to support you with opening up Mm to your gifts even more
0: I love all those ideas beautiful and what about, you know, in a community like this, Monique, um, perhaps we have a lineage who, you know, of family members who were deeply religious and perhaps felt unworthy of being a healer or the divine, you know, only seeing God outside of us, you know, that can really um impact a lot of beings who are in these kinds of communities because you know they're fearful of bringing out who they are and what they're doing because they were raised in, you know, a lineage or family where that was not seen as appropriate or um shameful or you're not worthy of 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 these things. What would you say to people who are experiencing that?
1: Yeah, that and and I get it. I absolutely get it because, you know, I mentioned my grandmother on my father's side who was, you know, Baptist and and in the church. And she didn't, um, she wasn't as forthcoming about her work and her gifts as she um, became later in her life. And, but still, you know, there was still some apprehension on her part. And then there are a large number of Baptist ministers on my father's side as well. So I get sometimes the fear of, you know, being a part of that and what that may bring forward. And what I know is when we clear these karmic stories, and you mentioned shame, and that's one of them that is big. When we clear these karmic stories, it really helps us to feel and to have the confidence that we need to be able to share more what it is that we know that we're here to do, despite what may have been the family history. And so that's the first thing, is clearing these karmic stories, because when we clear these karmic stories, we're clearing these karmic stories for ourselves, but we're also clearing these karmic stories for our ancestors, so that now they can actually support us. They can... I mean, they've been known to be able to open up the minds of those around us to um, have them see us on a soul level and not just the work that we're doing, but you know, really see us and realize that we are offering something really beautiful in the world. And that is why I find it really important to really clear those um, karmic stories because we really want those ancestors that may have experienced the shame that may not have been able to mm-hmm. share in the way that we can share now. They may not have been able to. When we clear those stories, we release a lot of that for them so that they can now come forward and, you know, in a way kind of work through us to do what yeah. they always wanted to do. You know, they we can be that vehicle for them to work with us. And then, you know, really making sure that you're in a community of people who get you, right?
0: <laughs> empower Ooh. you and right. support you right. and uplift you right. and remind and you that well yeah because some people will write in and say you know they have these fears uh or these feelings of unworthiness who am i to come out and proclaim myself as a teacher a spiritual teacher or a healer or this and it. You know, it goes back to, like you said, clearing all of this. Um, So describe briefly before we take colors, you know, your unique process of clearing um, these things. We've talked a lot about it, but can you explain your process, your unique process of doing this?
1: Yes. So there's there's two ways that we approach it. The ancestors share with me these um, really deep transformational soul journeys. And I take people on these soul journeys. And these soul journeys, what they do is they they start the clearing process. And the ancestors are actually kind of doing some healing through the soul journey. So it, it really, you know, you're listening to the journey, you're going on the journey. But through the journey, you're actually healing. You're connecting with the ancestors mm-hmm. that are most wanting to connect with you to support you. And oftentimes, as I've mentioned, those are the ancestresses, but ancestors our male our male um bloodline comes through as well and then, if people want to take it really deeper, like you know they may have one or two karmic stories or maybe even three or four that are really impacting them, and they've seen from generation to generation to generation that this is showing up, and abandonment is one of those, then we work one on one. And I connect directly to the ancestors that want to support you, and I hear their story. And we do—if there's healing that needs to be done with them, we do that healing with them. Sometimes there's no healing that needs to be done; it's them that want to come and do the healing, and then mm-hmm. they'll share with us the spiritual practices that we may need to do. I mean, spiritual practices. When I say that, people are like, "Well, what are you know? What are you talking about?" For one of my um, clients, it was doing making soup. And there was this magical um, experience that occurred. She was told to make soup and invite people over for conversation. And Mm -hmm. as a result of doing that, that's what kicked off her healing business. (laughs) And she now sells the soup, okay? So (laughs) (laughs) these spiritual practices are often really fun um, things, kind of different things that the ancestors will encourage us to do that helps us to connect deeper with them and deeper with ourselves and helps to release and remove these karmic stories that you know kind of become a part of our subconscious mind that create um you know the basis for what we do consciously so we're in these soul journeys we're doing you know clearing that and then in these sessions one-on-one sessions with me we really take that clearing to a deeper level and then if people want to go even further then I do work where we identify what the magical medicine is on all four lineages, four lineage lines. So in each of those wow. lineage lines, there's something, there's some medicine that that line has passed down that now can flow into you so you can create something really powerful. You know, one of the things that I hear often from people, just like you were saying, or saying, who am I to mm-hmm. to be able to do this What I find is when they learn about that lineage medicine, there's an awakening that that starts. There's an awakening process. The creativity starts to flow. The courage starts to come in. And they're able to create something unique that they can offer. And that's one of the things that I love to see as that begins to happen. So I have people that will come to me that have taken all types of healing programs and still, for whatever reason, they're uncomfortable with bringing it forward Mm -hmm. and they're uncomfortable with sharing it. And once we identify that lineage medicine, then they're able to see how they bring it all forward and they create something unique that is a part of their lineage that they now can share with people. And they feel very confident about it because it's theirs, right? It's it's something that's them. It's a part of them and that's how they bring it forward. So, Those are the different things, the clearing and then discovering the medicine. And we have to do that clearing first in order for us to really have that connection with the ancestors to discover that medicine.
0: Yes. Well, let's go ahead and talk about your special offers before we take the callers because that's exactly what you're offering <laughs> so yes. um and then we'll take some live callers and i will also go to the webcast as well so if you go to straight for the soul.com click on our marketplace link uh, you'll find monique's beautiful smiling face click on her picture and there are two offers for all of you the first one offer a is ancestress story clearing um this is a four-week healing journey that is Live, correct? Yes,
1: yes. We are going to do this live. I'm going to take you on soul journeys every week to clear the karmic fear wounds. And the reason why I selected fear is because fear is one that relates to all of the seven of the other um, karmic stories, all the other seven. Right, it has some foundation in all of those, so it really starts to clear all of them. But we're focusing specifically on fear. I also know, as we mentioned about you know healers, intuitive, spiritual teachers, is that fears tends to be one of the reasons why people don't end up sharing their work. You know, fear, fear of, not of failure. Up,
2: fear <laughs> right. of failure. Yes,
1: exactly. Um, fear of hurting someone. I hear a lot as well, and we're we're going to work on shifting and releasing the karmic wounds that have been created as a result of these fear stories in your ancestral lineage. So we'll be doing that every week. You'll be meeting with me live. And for those who are not able to attend live, that is okay because everything will be recorded and you'll be able to go back and listen to the soul journeys. In fact, I will encourage people to listen to the soul journeys more than once.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It'll be very very important to listen to them more than once. And then during those soul journeys there will be um rituals that will be shared. Um uh, that will be shared based on, you know, I'll receive the energy of the ancestors of everyone that's on the call and everyone that is a part of the program and the ancestors will start to share rituals. So I'll share those rituals and then you can pick the ones that you want to do that you feel will help you personally begin to clear fear so you'll have some rituals that you'll be able to do and then i'll also open the line for wisdom sharing from the ancestors so um i'll open the line and if somebody you know has a question then i'll be able to take a question and then kind of get a feel for what the ancestors want to share or sometimes the ancestors will just have overall general messages and i'll share those messages as well
0: Beautiful. And so those are Yeah, so those
1: are every Wednesday. Um okay. for
0: four weeks. How fun. I love that it's live um and it'll be recorded and you can read more about this on the uh special offer page. That is offer A. And then offer B is um that plus the Ancestral Story Healing Wisdom Circle. Um, that's another live virtual session. Do you want to describe what that will be?
1: Yes, that is, um, I love these circles. So these wisdom circles are a place for you to specifically ask a question. And, you know, in the other group, you you may get a chance to ask a question or I'll get information overall. That's in option A. In option B, you absolutely get to ask a question. Everyone who signs up, gets an opportunity to ask a question of something that you need support with, and the ancestors will share and provide you with um, what it is that you need to work on that particular thing you've asked the question about. So it'll be your ancestors, so it won't be, you know, just general ancestors. These are your ancestors that are sharing with me the information and the maybe the rituals that you need or the healing that you need or the things that you need to do, the steps that you need to take to work through whatever it is that you are needing support with. As I said, everyone on the call gets an opportunity to ask a question. If we find that this, you know, group is really big, then I'll break them into smaller groups. So we'll have different, you know, different sessions where, you know, there'll be smaller groups of people. So It's not like there'll be a hundred people on the call, and you'll have to sit and wait for a hundred people. I'll just make smaller groups
0: to make it. Yeah, like six to eight people. Um, Right, exactly. And Mm -hmm. they get to benefit from hearing from the others. I mean, that's what's so beautiful, and that's what people will experience when we take some live callers. That you know, we can really benefit from hearing the healing that happens and the the magical medicine that comes through for others as well. So um, I love it. All of these are are live and there's a five day uh, bonus offer as well. If you get either of these offers in the next five days and it's called unlock your ancestral medicine and magic. Um, That is a virtual retreat Uh, February 23rd. So you'll also get access to that um, if you get this offer in the next five days. A lot there.
1: (laughs) Yes, yes. And that retreat is going to be fun because we are going to talk even more about this whole medicine part and get start to open up to what that medicine is in your family lineage.
0: Well, and another thing I want to highlight that you help people with is really creating that path for more success and abundance in their business, in their life, Um, and you really support people with that, which I think a lot of people – um, are wanting you know i think really at the beginning of a year people are always well at any time of the year but specifically at the beginning of the year they 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 really want to get a like a jump start an opening to okay let's let's do this this year <laughs> let's, let's let's bring in the you know the the wealth the the health the um you know everything beautiful so you're very good at that so thank that will be
1: included you, and I there. love that. Yes, yes, yes. I absolutely love that. And that is really what they've, they're they encouraging me to do, is to help people do that.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. so thank you. Beautiful. Thank you for those offerings, and I hope that all of you will review those and say yes um, if that resonates with you, and if you're ready, Um the New Year is a beautiful time to really begin these this healing process, and not just the healing, but bring in the magical medicine, Yes, yes <laughs> I just yes. like saying that
2: phrase, <laughs> yes yes,
1: yes, I mean there that magical medicine exactly this is a time to bring it forward and you know allow it to support you, even a seasoned business owner, you know, knowing mm-hmm. that medicine can really help guide you into your next steps, into the next level of, of your business, um, it's very helpful.
0: Absolutely. There's one other well,
1: thing been, that I uh, wanted to, to share real quick, too, is we were talking about the karmic stories and people identifying the karmic stories. Um, the gift that I have um, is an opportunity to help you identify those karmic stories. So it's an um, ancestral Story Clearing Starter Kit which helps you begin to identify those stories. So I just wanted to throw that out there, too.
2: Oh, good. good. Okay.
0: Um, And before we take the live callers, and I know a lot of you wrote in, so I will go into the webcast as well. Can you repeat the eight primary karmic stories uh, one more time so that people can identify and and just kind of, you know, zero in on the one that they think is most prevalent in their lives? Sure. Abandonment.
1: Abuse. Anger, betrayal, fear, grief,
0: scarcity, shame. Okay. There they are, (laughs) everybody. I can feel everyone like that. Yes, yes. Yes, yes. (laughs) a little bit of that and a lot more of that um (laughs) is it best for them just to pick one though um for our time it is
1: because you know you know just for time and you know giving Mm -hmm. opportunity to a number of people it's it's best and i find that when you when you focus in on one it'll kind of give you an idea what you the question you want to ask too
0: Perfect. Okay, so if I call on you, um, your name, um, which story you want to work on, and anything else you need, Monique? No, that'll be it. Okay. Which story
1: they want to work on and if they have a quick question, you know, specifically about that story.
0: Okay. All right, then. First caller that I'm going to is area code two five zero seven eight seven. Hi.
2: Hi, Carrie. Hi, Monique. This is, Hi. this is such an amazing call. Hi. Um, my name is Sherry, and I would say I thought it was going to be betrayal, but, um, listening to you guys talk about shame. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so. That's um, the one? Yeah. Yeah, that's the one. Um, definitely the one.
1: Okay and is there um like a specific question you may have around that or just kind of a general this is what's happening in my family
2: it's there's a lot of shame there's a lot of hidden you know nobody really talks um and about gifts and and um even for me um and my healing abilities i always have that i'm there's always that block that who do I think I am, or how can I even think I can do that, or, you know? Mm-hmm. Exactly.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> so let me just connect in real quick. So on your mother's father's side, his mother's lineage,
2: hmm.
1: there there are a number of really powerful, healing, wise women. Hmm. And they weren't recognized. They weren't acknowledged. But it's interesting. They all kind of came together and shared with each other. And what they're showing me is they kind of did it like around laundry, (laughs)
2: You know, they were
1: they were they were doing um, laundry, right? So here's something, and it may you may not be able to do this now because um, depending on where you live, it may be too cold. But at some point, I'm going to encourage you to get a piece of white cloth of some sort. It could be a handkerchief, it could be a napkin, or it could be something big. It could even be sheets if you want to. And once a week, just go to your sink and wash it out and then hang it outside. And then bring it in, fold it up, and put it on your altar. And that is a way to connect with these powerful women in your lineage. That is a way because they came together and they would even, um like if one of them wasn't feeling well or if one of their children was having some problems they would actually you know they they're kind of doing laundry but and they sort of live near each other they're doing laundry but they're doing healing <laughs> right wow. and they're showing me a lot of white laundry you know things that are are white and so they're doing this healing work and but they dealt with a great deal of shame And one way to begin to connect with them is to do this. So if you can't do it now, then what I would say is just, you know, rinse it out in the sink and then hang it somewhere in your house and let it dry. Definitely don't put it in the dryer because they didn't have those. So you want to hang them up. When you can get to the point where you can hang it outside, then do. Um, But in the meantime, hang it up in your house, right? And then fold it up and put it on the altar And then invite those ancestresses to come and support you with doing what they were never able to do. Mm -hmm. Just invite them through. And they will help to release that shame for you. I have to share with you.
2: you. I will do that. I love doing laundry. and. (laughs) (laughs) it's so funny and and i like i get great joy out of doing laundry and i hang up most of my clothes which i don't need to and you know people are always wow. saying like you do that just put it wow. in the the dryer and I'm like no there's just I don't know why I do that but I think I know now. Now and you that's know. Incredible. <laughs> I know. Wow, thank you. Um That's incredible. <laughs> that's amazing, <laughs> Sherry. So wow. <laughs> You know? know? Wow. Thank you. Wow.
1: You're welcome. And that's what I meant about the rituals are things that, you know, often are easy for us to bring into our lives, right? Very easy. They're ready to connect with you, and they want to work with you. And just know that, you know, as you begin to feel this shame or kind of the who am I, just really go back to who am I? I'm those women. I'm those powerful women that oh, helped to heal each other's wow. families when there were problems. I, I
2: have chills. I love, thank you. Me too. Through my whole body, I'm just like woo. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Thank you. Thank you both. Oh, thank you. Thank you. You're thank welcome. you. Thank you. So what a much gift. love to you, yeah. Sherry. Um, so much happy love. New you. Happy, oh, new <laughs> yes. happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year.
0: Magical medicine, truly. Yes. Thank you, Sherry. And, uh, thank you. Have fun with this. <laughs> I, I <am. laughs> Now you just do it consciously and invite them in. Since you're already exactly. doing the, do, the laundry, it, you know? yeah,
1: I mean, do it when you're doing your laundry. Just
0: intend yes. in to them. connect with them. Mm-hmm. Yep. I will. Right.
2: Thank you. Wow.
0: You're welcome. Thank you, Sherry. Thank you Monique. Oh, wow, okay. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, next caller that I'm going to is Area Code, let's see, uh five seven four five three eight. Uh you're live with us. Um, hi. 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 What is your name? What is Mrs. your name? Pamela? I'm Pamela. Well, welcome, Pamela. And Hi, Pamela.
1: Just want to let the lady before me know that I also hang out my laundry. Um,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, that's funny. So do I.
0: <laughs> oh, how funny!
2: Wow.
0: Um, so, Pamela, which is your story that you? Um... What I would what I would like to know is around betrayal.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Is there anything specific around betrayal that you'd like to know about?
2: Um. Just what you feel,
1: and, and as you as you connect, are they like way far back ancestors, or if you have any kind of a sense, I, I'm just really curious. Yeah, usually we, you know, particularly in this kind of, of situation, since I'm going quickly, um, it uh, I go back several generations, just because those are the easier ones to connect with and allow me sure. to connect quickly. Yeah, if we were doing a session then we would connect with the more recent ones, but for this we'll go back a little bit further. Okay, so let's take a look at betrayal. Give me a moment. So, we're looking on your mother's side. Mm. About Four generations back on your mother's father's side, so your grandfather's side of the family um okay. about four generations back, there were a group like a group of male family members who had some kind of a business together and There was somebody that came in. It was like there were these four family members, and then there was this fifth person who wasn't a family member, but someone that they knew and trusted. That came in and did some things that created some deep betrayal stories. And it really not only destroyed the business, but it destroyed the relationships between the four family members, created a great deal of conflict, and it took um, one generation removed to really start to heal some of those stories. Someone in your family lineage has done some sort of um, ancestral healing work around those ancestors. Um, and you may or may or not know who that is, but there's someone who has done a little bit of work. Um So these four ancestors now realize that they allowed an outside influence to um, influence their beliefs and their trust in each other. And what they're encouraging for you is to make sure that you're not allowing an outside influence to influence your decisions, your ideas and your beliefs, they're saying that you're highly intuitive and that if you're feeling something, go with it. 100% accurate. It is 100% accurate. And to really, you can pull them forward and invite them when you are unsure about something. You can invite them to come and Do something where, um, and you can even create this on your own. So create, they're showing me like puzzle pieces. So you have four puzzle pieces, and you may want to just kind of create this on paper. You have four puzzle pieces, and when you are, you put those on your altar, and when you are needing to make a decision and you're unsure about something, but you're feeling a certain way, Take those puzzle pieces and put them together. Okay. And then invite those four ancestors to come and help you put the pieces together that you need to know that you're making the right decision. And that will help to begin to release some of these the layers of betrayal that may have taken place in your family lineage. Um, And it'll help you begin to open up and not only um trust others but trust yourself and your own judgment as well. And because mm-hmm. oftentimes when there's betrayal in our family it doesn't necessarily mean that we're betrayed or that we're betraying someone it can mean that we're betraying ourselves while we're we're not trusting ourselves we're not holding to the agreements that we make with our ourselves. And these ancestors want to support you. So in your case, these are four male ancestors that are coming through to support you with trusting your intuition and your instincts about situations and really beginning to um, practice trusting your intuition. So there's something there where they're saying that sometimes you don't because you're kind of maybe influenced by outside voices but to go within and listen to your voice within. And by bringing those four puzzle pieces together on your altar, whenever you need to make a decision about something or when you're unsure about something, bringing those pieces together will be a ritual that you can use to gain clarity. And you want to do that at night before you go to bed. So if you're, you know, faced with something, go to your altar, bring the four pieces together. And like I said, you can just take a a sheet of paper and, Cut out these four pieces, you know, make a square and cut out some zigzag pieces like they were a puzzle and then bring them together. Or you can get a kid's puzzle that has four pieces and put that on your altar, however you want to do it. But at night, bring these four pieces together and set the intention that in your dreams, because that's a place that your ancestors particularly like to communicate with you. And so in your dreams, you will receive the guidance and information you need. And even if you don't remember that dream, you're receiving the information that you need to make a clear decision. So that's their message for you. So so powerful. So I I want to say out loud thank you to whatever family members doing that. Where I don't communicate with them um, present day at all. Powerful powerful thank you to you and to Carrie.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is you're welcome. Um really amazing. Thank you. You are Pamela. more than
1: welcome. Have fun wow. with your puzzle pieces.
2: Mm-hmm. I I will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And
0: trust yourself, Pamela.
2: Mm-hmm. Working on
0: it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, my dear. All right. Bye, Pamela. And thank you, Monique, for that. Beautiful. Um Okay, let's see where we're going to go now um i'm going to go to area code um 312929 you are live with us hi
2: hi hi Hi.
3: how are you wow what a surprise my name is ashley (laughs) hi ashley Ashley. welcome hi thank you i appreciate that um so I I have that on, on the call and just heard you talk about uh the, the nine different karmic patterns and just hearing the list I think I resonate towards betrayal or um maybe scarcity, but I think betrayal. I'm not sure.
2: Okay. Okay. A little bit of both um, <laughs> Okay. Yeah.
1: Well they you know, all like I said before, all of these, you know, betrayal can lead to scarcity and scarcity can lead to betrayal. So there is, there definitely can be a connection there. Um, do you have a specific question, and then I can hone in on the question and determine if scarcity or betrayal are a part of that? Mm,
3: yeah, maybe because I, I actually am a frequency healer. I do energetic healings, but I, I've been working really hard to get connected with my guides, um, and I feel like they're there. I've, I've spoken with somebody else that said they're like two dimensions away, looking at me, and I'm just kind of like wondering where I feel like I'm very close with them, but yet I'm still looking for that clarity. So I don't know if there's something that's blocking me from that or that's kind of what I'm working with at the moment. Mm
1: -hmm. Okay. And is this creating some feelings of scarcity or betrayal for you?
3: Um, No, I think that's as far maybe in my family lineage was the betrayal maybe coming from, or like there's a disconnect. From, on the, like, ancestral line, I guess, is more of what I'm resonating that I felt with. But um, I can't really say anything in my current, like, day-to-day that I'm feeling betrayal. I, th- I thought that was more of, okay. like, my lineage. I felt that. Okay.
1: Okay. hmm Okay. So let me connect in. All right. Ah, okay. <laughs> there, I see huh? why you're feeling a little bit of both. <laughs> <laughs> I get why you're feeling a little bit of both, um, okay, so they've jumped right in, and I'm not even sure what side of your family is on. Maybe it'll come through at some point, but they' jumped right in, and what I'm seeing are this there's like this group of women in your family lineage who were healers um, they were very intuitive women. And one was like a midwife, but this particular midwife had, you know, sort of this healing power in her hands to do healing. You have another one that sang, and her voice and her music created healing. Beautiful, Mm -hmm. beautiful voice. Absolutely beautiful voice. And she was able to use her voice. Um, and it kind of shows her singing. She had um, an animal. It almost looked like it was a goat or sheep or something I can't get fully. And this animal was ill, and she sang to the animal. And there, as she was rubbing the animal, she's singing to the animal. And the animal just kind of came back to life. And she discovered that she had this, gift of sound you know her voice and then you have the other woman who did hands-on work um, and there's another one that was sort of like was able to see she was more of a um, kind of a body healer where she could see what was not functioning right in in a person's body but these women were, were very gifted um, women. But as other people found out about it, jealousy sort of took place. And they started, you know, people started questioning them and mistreating them and um, basically saying that they, you know, were hurting people when they really weren't. They were actually helping people. So if there's any time where you're wondering if your work is um, not, you know, you feel like you might hurt someone or you're not doing it right or something like that, that can be a foundation of where that came from, is that Mm -hmm. outside belief that that was the case. And because of that, these women were married to men who highly supported them in what they did. But because there were community people who were jealous of them, they basically started um, impacting the husband's ability to earn money. And so there was a great deal of scarcity that took place during this time period because of what was happening. What's interesting is despite all of that, people continued to bring their children (laughs) for this year. Right, they kept bringing their kids they that were ill, they came with you know themselves, they were ill, but there was still there was this like circle around them that was you know saying um these negative things and just creating this energy of betrayal. These women are now saying that you have something from each one of them that you can bring forward in your work that will create a great deal of prosperity. And by connecting with them, they'll make sure that you don't experience the level of betrayal that they experienced, that you won't experience the negativity of people not believing your ability to do this work. That will all, they'll help that and and help that go away completely. They'll just kind of dissolve it and only bring the people to you that really believe in you and your work, and you can connect with them. So for for one of them, what you want to do, uh, let's see. There's things that they want you to put on the altar. Let me just check in with them.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So a crystal of some sort. He, you know, any kind of a healing crystal that you feel attracted to put
3: that. I have several crystals. Yeah. I've, I've been into crystal okay. healing for about eight years. And the interesting thing that you said, I, I felt like when you were describing all three of them, I do feel like I have gifts with all three of those. And I've, mm-hmm. I've been exploring and, and doing healings with that. So that is interesting. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And yeah, now it's just more of like how to connect because I have a bunch of crystals on my altar. Um, And I use them all the time to try to connect. And that's where I guess my biggest hang up is how do I connect with them? Okay. So
1: what I want you to do initially Mm -hmm. is I want you to pick the one crystal on your altar that Mm -hmm. you, that just really stands out for you um, this week. Okay. And maybe it's the same one for next week, but this week, pick that one, Mm -hmm. move all of the other ones off to the side. Doesn't mean they're not useful, but move them away Mm -hmm. from this one. That is the one Mm -hmm. crystal that you're using as a sign that you want to connect with that particular ancestor. And then for the other two, pick something that you feel connects you to them and place that on your altar. And then invite them to come and join you. And light a candle for them every night and just have the candle on maybe, you know, five, ten minutes. You don't have to um, keep it on for long. And just let them know that this is a candle that is inviting them to come and be present with you and help you with your work. And just begin there. And just know that they're coming. Okay? Okay. No.
0: All right. It will be there. Ashley, wow. Yes. Well, I hope that you explore this and Uh further. It sounds like you're already doing a lot of this, but to have Mm -hmm. that support might really open things up in in new ways for you. So. Definitely. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you
1: both. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome.
0: All right. Blessings to you, Ashley and Monique. Thank you for that. Um, okay. I know a lot of you uh wrote in, so I want to go to a few of you um, in the webcast. If you're wrote in a little while ago, because a lot of you have written in, let me know you're still here. Um, and uh and just kind of briefly reiterate what you're what you said because there's a lot to go through. To have to find your original message. So I'm gonna go closest to the top here. Um let's see. Okay. Um I'm going to go to Monica in New Zealand. Hi, Monica. Uh she said, Hi, lovely luminous ladies. (laughs) Love that. I love that. Right back to you, Monica. Um, incredible call. Uh scarcity would be our family wound. I grew up in a strict Catholic family and I was the youngest of seven. There are all these beliefs of there's not enough, there's not enough. So that is Monica. Okay. Mm.
1: Okay, Monica. There are um there are some ancestors in your family lineage who were very, very prosperous. But there was some fear that there would never be enough. So there's some fear and there's some scarcity there. And so you have these ancestors that were dealing with both, the fear and the scarcity. And what the ancestors are sharing with me is it's almost like there's this this scarcity, but just on the other side of that is like this prosperity for you. And what I'm sensing is that there is something that you are interesting interested in doing that will create greater prosperity for you, but you're holding back. You're holding back. And they want you to know that they're on the other side of scarcity and they are the prosperity ancestors that are pulling you forward and they're encouraging you and feeding you these messages about what you can do to really overcome this whole scarcity piece that has come up in your family. Now, there are definitely some deeper wounds that need to be healed around scarcity that would be helpful for you. But to get started, you want to connect with these um, ancestors of abundance and prosperity. And by placing, um, there's like three of them, By by placing things on your altar that represent prosperity. Place them on on your altar, and um, one of the things, like I mean, like there's rice that they're showing, um, coins, um, turtles. You know, in some cultures, turtles mean prosperity, so they're they're showing me um, turtles, and placing these things on your altar that represent abundance to you. I mean, it could even be like water and just acknowledging that there's an abundance of water on the earth. Um, different things that represent prosperity. And then lighting a candle and inviting these ancestors of abundance and prosperity to create a healing for your entire family lineage. So this is a ritual that helps with your entire family lineage. Inviting them to create um, this healing for your lineage. And do this every morning and every night. So you light the candle in the morning, inviting them to help heal the lineage and every night. Do that for... The number they're giving me is 22 days, and that will begin to release some of these scarcity stories that have um, come up in your lineage. So that's a ritual that you can do to kind of help with that and to begin that clearing. But there is, there are some deeper pieces, but you definitely those can be cleared. You're, you're really, I mean, it's interesting because it's like. like there's a little hill or a bridge that goes over scarcity and lands you into <laughs> prosperity and abundance. And it's a little bridge. It's not a long bridge. It's a short, it's like a foot bridge. <laughs> 22 <laughs> <Yeah>. days, Monica. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Just work on it.
0: Wow. I love that. And it's so interesting when I think of prosperity and abundance, one of the things that really helps Monique here, I love seeing the flow of water. It just reminds me of there's Mm -hmm. an eternal flow of abundance, prosperity. keeps me in the flow. So I have all, yeah. all these mini waterfalls everywhere. There's some yeah. that are larger, but they have little tiny ones that you could put on your altar as a mm-hmm. reminder of prosperity and the flow of abundance. Um, yeah. But
2: idea.
0: Uh, yeah, but Monica, thank you. I hope that you heard that. Um, I'm going to go to um, Carrie Dixon. Hi, Carrie. Carrie, you spell your name like I do. How unique. Welcome, Carrie Dixon uh, from Sacramento. <laughs> um She asked, how can I heal my body? Abandonment has been an issue since childhood. Is it possible that there's a reason why I'm unable to heal myself? I thought I had dealt with abandonment, but I seem to get worse. How can she heal her body and its abandonment for Carrie?
1: Yeah. Well, you may have healed abandonment for yourself, right? You may have done the work for yourself. And now, in order to completely release it, we may need to release it from, sort of like from your DNA, from your blood and bones, so Mm -hmm. that it can help facilitate, um, you know, this, this healing that you want to experience. And by doing that, you're working with your ancestors to release this, you know, this abandonment. Abandonment has so many layers and can come in so many forms. You know, abandonment can come from someone actually leaving you, and um, but it can also come from someone dying or mm-hmm. someone withholding love for you, right, or a lack of support in some areas. So abandonment can come in so many forms that it's one that takes a few layers of healing to really allow it to to go away. Mm-hmm. Um, so in terms of your um, ancestral lineage, there are, you have on your father's, father's side, um, six generations back, there's, a male and female ancestor who were married, who basically experienced abandonment, both of them experienced abandonment, and they made a pact that they would never abandon each other. Unfortunately, they didn't, but it created um, a fear right? There was always this fear that abandonment could take place. So what I'm sensing for you is that um, a lot of the abandonment energy has been worked on, but there's a layer of fear that that's there. And so clearing that fear will be very, very important. Now, this couple now has been through some healings, and they actually want to come forward and help you In several areas, one is to trust yourself more, to um, feel a sense of security, to heal this fear that's going on, and they want you to do like, they want to help you relationship-wise. So I don't know if you're in a relationship or you're wanting to strengthen that relationship or what it is, but this couple is there to help you. And they want to support you. So with them, what you want to do is write a letter to them about the health. You know, you're saying that you want to improve your health. Write a letter to them letting them know that you want to improve your health. Here's the beautiful thing with this couple it's almost like they have a connection to ancestors throughout your lineage on all four lineage lines. And they are like your wisdom keepers. And this couple, when you ask them for help, they know which ancestors to bring in to support you. And so write a letter to them about your healing and what you want to do in terms of your physical healing. Write a letter to them, letting them know that this is the help that you want. And definitely for you, once again, creating this altar would be really helpful so that you create the altar, puts things on it that represent this couple. So whatever, whatever a couple means to you, right, um, husband and wife in this case, whatever that looks like for you, place that on the altar. And to have some fun with it, um, do things for them that you would do if you were one of them, right? So you might want to put flowers on the altar. You might want to put a bite of food on the altar. Um, You want to make these offerings on the altar as if you were one of them offering it to each other. And that is a way for you to have a deeper connection with them, to, to begin this partnership to help you with whatever you need help with. And one way of doing that is like writing that message to them about what you're needing help with and then making some kind of offering on your altar to them and then allowing it to just take place. So start with your health because that's the area that you're wanting the help with. Start with your health and then begin to work on other things as time goes on and they'll be there to support you.
0: Wow, that's beautiful. Carrie, let us know that you heard that. Um and uh, thank you for being here and thank you for that Monique. Um You're because there are so many here, I'm going to take one or two more because I think they're helping everyone from what I'm reading. Other people are writing in. So if you're okay with taking a couple more, sure. I'd love to do that. Okay. Um, I'm going to go to Missy Sue. Hi, Missy Sue. Uh, she said, I know that shame is paramount because it prevails over all the others. Uh, shame for being abused, abandoned, betrayed, um, being fearful and living in poverty. The shame makes me feel like a fraud or an imposter around my powerful healing gifts. Therefore, I find it impossible to live my truth. Wow, is there hope for me? Um, she says she's a natural born healer, but terrified to, to bring that out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Shame is her uh, primary
1: yeah. thing here. Okay, well, first, let me just say, yes, it is definitely you can definitely reverse this, heal it, um get rid of it, knock it out so that you can step courageously into um the gifts that you have, and you know what I'm getting for you is legacy, 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 that you have um this unique medicine that creates a legacy. So just start to think about that. Uh, I think for you, definitely connecting with those four lineage um, lines and the unique medicine in those lines would be really, really helpful for um, releasing this. But let's go to this, um, this shame piece, and let's find what ancestors can start to help you right now. there's so many coming through okay let me give me a moment okay so on your father's side your grandfather's side there is about four generations back there is a woman who um, she's like almost like kind of has this goddess kind of feel and to her. Um, She is, she's sort of standing there and she's like, has her hands open. There's like white light around them and she's just welcoming you in. And she's saying, finally you're here. Hmm. Let's, begin to heal what has impacted you. She also wants me to remind you that all of these karmic stories and all of the um, things that you mentioned that are impacting your family are only one part of what you have brought into this moment, that you also have brought with you these healing tools this magical medicine. And she wants you to begin to balance that out because she's saying that there's this focus on the wounding part is not as much focus on the gift part, right? And and this medicine part that you've already begun to tap into. And so she said as you begin to Feel these wounds. She wants you to also remind yourself in that moment, ah, but there's these gifts too, and Mm -hmm. that you begin to define yourself by the gifts and not by the wounds. And she said, many members of your family lineage have defined themselves by the wounds, which creates the shame, and not by these beautiful gifts that you hold. So with her, you can place. um, You can actually create your own form of her. It could be a figurine. It could be. um, It could be something that you draw. Um, Just close your eyes and just tap into her, and then decide what she looks like and you may want to um bring in like she um she's done some sound healing work. She has um healing energy in her hands. Um she does some heart center work, so you might want to do something with hearts. Um she there's something about the way she dresses. She dresses in all white. Um She has even like a wand that has a um, crystal on the end of it that she uses. So you may want to put all of those things, either draw them or if you have something that physically represents them, put them on your altar. And when you are beginning to feel any of those experiences that you mentioned, then go to one of those tools and put your hand on it and invite her to then come through you and help with that healing. And that would be a first step for you to get started. But you have a whole powerful team of ancestresses that are needing you mm-hmm. to step into your power because they have some work for you to do in mm-hmm. your family and in your community, and there's a legacy that they're building on for you. So you definitely can get through this and step through this and know that you have this beautiful team ready to and waiting to work with you. So I gave you kind of the first step to
0: get started. All good news, Missy Sue. (laughs) Yes. yes. So much support. I love that you highlighted, you know, don't define yourself by your wounds. Define Mm -hmm. yourself by the the gifts. Mm -hmm. And, um, that was really powerful that came through missy sue i certainly hope that you heard that my dear and um that was beautiful i'm going to go now to satina s-a-t-i-n s-a-t-i-n-a um, she said hi and thank you for picking me uh, i would like to ask about abandonment i don't know uh, much of my ancestors because i grew up in a foster home so I have a hard time trying to connect with them because I'm not sure if I would recognize them. Um, thank you for your help. Many blessings. That is Satina. Um, okay. She's also wondering how to connect with them.
1: Okay. Yes, Satina. Whew. Okay. So as you were reading that, there were all these ancestors that were like tapping their feet Me. and clapping their hands. Right. Um just excited that you, that you want ready to connect with them, right? <laughs> that you're ready for them. And they're really saying that, um, they've been with you. They've been, they've been there with you. Um, but it's like their energy for you to connect with them is now. They're, they're, they're ready, right? They have something for you. They have, um, this, this medicine as well, um, they they really, they. I mean, there's so many things that they're throwing at me, that's why I'm
0: <laughs> kind of all over the place. But
1: they really are saying that you have so much to offer and so much to give, and you've already done that, and now you have an opportunity to receive, and they want to be the ones to give to you. They want to pour into you. In a way that they weren't able to in a way that um, they know that you didn't receive physically, and so they want to pour into you. Let's go to which ones um, are like easily able to for you to come through with right now. so you have a great 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 grandfather, and on one side of your family on your father's side of your family, on your mother's side of the family, you have this great 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 aunt, who, and they're both, like, excited and thrilled and want to connect with you. An altar is a great way for you to begin. I know we talk about pictures. People say that all the time. I've talked about names. You don't need to worry about that. So let's find out what name you could put So Grandpa Jones, and I don't know if that's his last name or if that's just a name that he's giving right now, but that's the name that he's saying that you can contact him by. And Auntie Marie. Grandpa Jones and Auntie Marie. You write Mm -hmm. those names and put them on your altar. And... They want you to cook something up that is your special thing, whatever it is that you like. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're a chef or that you're a cook or that you enjoy cooking, and it doesn't necessarily mean that it has to be a gourmet thing or something really fancy. If you like top ramen,
2: make some (laughs) top ramen. (laughs) It's
1: whatever you, and they, you know, just, just make an offering to your altar to them. There's a real connection in your lineage through food. There are a number of people. You had farmers. um, You had chefs in your family lineage. Um, You have people that studied the science of food. So there's like a scientist in your family lineage. But there's something around food that is a connection. So your way of connecting with them will be through food, and that food can be um, whatever feeds your soul, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Or if
1: you go out somewhere and you buy something and you, there's a place that you really love to eat at, um, bring a little bit back and put it on the altar as an offering to them to invite them in to begin to connect with you and to bring the other ancestors to you. This year, you will be um, deeply connected with these really, really powerful ancestors that will be coming through to support you. And you're going Mm -hmm. to start to know and feel them. But these two are your entry point. These two are the ones that you begin connecting with. These two are the ones that you can share with them what it is that you um, want support with and They're saying, um, and I believe in, like, surrender boxes, and I tell, you know, clients all the time to put surrender boxes on their altar. They want you to put a surrender box and put in there the things that you want to release. And Mm. every day write something else in there and put it in the surrender box, put the top back on the box. You can... You know, any kind of box you want, you can be really creative with it. I know like with my mom, I designed a a surrender box for her that has her favorite flowers on it and stuff, and that's her surrender box. Um, Or you can get, you know, something carved. Somebody gave me a really beautiful carved box, and that's my surrender box. Whatever, you know, Mm -hmm. feels right for you, put that on your altar, and then daily write things in it that you're ready to let go of. You're ready to surrender and let these ancestors these two the grandpa Jones and Auntie Marie
2: um
1: come in and help you begin to release those things you want to surrender and um and then let them be your connection point to get started so that's a way that you can get started without ever even knowing who your ancestors are and they're also wanting you to know that um that Even with the feelings of abandonment, you've always been wanted. So just kind of step into that for a minute. You've always been wanted. They have always wanted you. Mm -hmm. They want you. And that you have um, something, you know, absolutely powerful to share with the world. And they they want you.
0: How beautiful. Mm -hmm. Satina... You are wanted and loved and cherished and I hope that that, I hope you're able to hear that and receive that. And I love the idea of a surrender box. I've never heard it, heard of that being called in that way, but it's really just, um, giving up anything you're ready to release. That's a beautiful idea for an altar. Um, (laughs) wow. I want to read some of the comments that have come in from the, some of the people you've connected with. You know, as we're wrapping up here, uh, Missy Sue said, I, I miss you calling my name, but as you talked, my body quivered in truth and I knew it was for me. <laughs> um, um, I said, I'm taking this in, even if it's not for me. I know it's just me and my ancestors. She said, Oh my God, I'm so blessed. I'm going to focus on the gifts. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm, that was for you, Missy Sue. Um,
2: yeah.
0: And if you want to go back and listen again, listen to the replay again. And uh, um, Carrie uh, said, so I definitely heard that. Thank you so much. I will do as suggested ASAP. Wonderful, Carrie. Um, Monica from New Zealand said, wow, Carrie and Monique, thank you, thank you, thank you. The message was so powerful. I had chills and tears. You're both so precious. Thank you, Monica. Um Sherry said just imagine the waves of magical blessings that has that's been activated today absolutely um wow i could go on and on i'm looking oh, at our time but it, that i feel like you have it's been such a gift um, that you've offered with all of this for everyone i hope all of you we're able to benefit from, you know, listening to all of this. I know all of you stay, so many of you stayed with us, you know, and no, so no. I, I have a feeling that it did, but, um, Monique, my dear, I'm so grateful for you and for all that you shared today and all that you're doing and, uh, just for your connection. It's such a beautiful, authentic, clear connection that I can hear and feel. And it's just beautiful. So, um,
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me here. I really, I I love connecting with you, obviously. I told you that before. I've always mm-hmm. loved just talking to you, and uh, you're such a beautiful person. And and so this is a, a real gift for me and a real honor. And I love the people that are in your circle, you know, your guests mm-hmm. on your show. Um, they just, I feel such a warmth. Um, and love from them. So thank you. Thank you. you, you.
0: You're always welcome here, my dear. And um, Satina just wrote back in and said, thank you so much. This makes me so happy. I teared up a bit. I'm so grateful. Satina, I'm so grateful that you got to receive all of that. Um, (laughs) Sherry just (laughs) said, feeling so inspired. Must go do some sacred laundry. (laughs) (laughs) and i want to also make a point that is so cute um mm-hmm. sacred laundry i
1: love it um i want to also <laughs> just share that if there was anything that came through for anyone even though i may not have been speaking to you but if there were rituals that came that you heard that felt really right to you do them because so your ancestors weird. are pointing you towards those rituals and Um, sacred practices as well so definitely consider doing them.
0: It's funny because I would say about five people wrote in all saying I do my laundry that way too I hang everything up. (laughs) (laughs) Sacred laundry for everyone. (laughs) I love it. I love it.
1: I love it. We are now into sacred laundry. I love it. (laughs)
0: Why not? Right. (laughs) Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Monique. And uh, I want to thank all of you for being with us, whether you're listening to this live or listening to the replay. Thank you for the gift of your time and your love and your openness and your presence. Uh, today, um, and if this has resonated with you um, really reflect upon the special offers that you know are here to help you clear those ancestral fear wounds in your lineage, discover the magical medicine passed down to you um, perhaps for thousands of generations, and it'll help you create a path for more success and abundance and confidence with bringing your gifts out into the world because Quite a few of you wrote in about that and it's time to open up and share. Uh, your gifts to the world. So I hope you will say that sacred, yes, 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 I'm ready for this um, and and take advantage of those opportunities. So just remember everyone, you are brilliant, you're resilient, you're dearly loved, you're not alone. A thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us on this soulful adventure today. I am sending rainbow waves of new earth grace and glory and gratitude uh, directly from my heart to yours. May you feel it, receive it, offer it to those you encounter today or tonight wherever you happen to be in the world and as always until next time please give yourself full permission to shine instead of shrink express instead of suppress and of course own that amazing powerful glow of yours Uh, take flight beautiful beautiful beacons of light and i'll see you back here in this playground of light again tomorrow Uh, bye everyone